listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? 100.7 KSLX. We don't talk a whole lot of sports on the show. No. Because if you're into sports, you already kind of know what's going on. And, yeah, we talked about the the alleged cheating scandal. Actually, it's not alleged. No, the they, they got caught. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and they fired, uh, a whole bunch of people got fired over that. But we have our own local sports to talk about. Well, you know, here's the thing. You got to ask yourself after 17 years, you say to yourself, why would why would this guy come back and play again? I mean, they're still years away from maybe contending for a championship. The Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not I mean, they're going to get better, but they're not they're not anywhere close to the elite level that that a team like the Saints or or the 49ers are. So I'm thinking, Larry, and, and, and I, there's nothing wrong with this in any way, shape or form. But I think Larry's in it for the money. Somebody no. said to him they're going to give him some. They gave him some money, and he said, "All right, I'll come back and play football if you want to pay me that kind of money." Well, Larry Fitzgerald takes it year by year now. Yeah, it's, you know, and he can. I mean, it's yeah. nice to be in that place. I mean, he could. Could he sign with any team he wants? I would think he, so. I mean, he's still a legitimate uh, a top level wide receiver. After 17 years, he's still there. He's second only to the greatest football player in the history of the game, Jerry Rice, in receptions. In receptions, yeah, receptions. I, mean, everything. I mean, he's he's the guy. He's number two on a list. That I mean, and 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 don't get me wrong. There's some people that are close to him, but nobody's close to him now. Right. And nobody that's playing now is going to catch him. Yeah. And it's very unlikely that he's going to eclipse Jerry Rice's records. So he's coming back just either for the love of the game or a fat paycheck. But either way, he's back. Well, he gets both. Yeah, right? yeah. He, he, he's coming back, and uh, I'm sure it's for the love of the game. We should we should really celebrate as Larry we often do, because yeah. he is truly to be celebrated here in yes, the valley. Absolutely, fell. He plays hard like you should. His attitude's always good. He's not a complainer or cheater. Guys admire his skill. He gives ladies a thrill. Could have his pick of any cheerleader. After 17 years, it's a realistic fear that he could put his health in some peril. For the good of the game and soon the Hall of Fame, welcome back our own Larry Fitzgerald. It's nice to have him back. Yeah, I, you know, I hope another he's great. season. I hope he's great. I know he's great. We'll see what happens. Everybody, this is Essie, and it's time for Time Out for Hispanics. As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. On the phone with us, it's Shane from Goodyear, and we're playing for a Port of Subs gift card today, Shane. You know they do lettuce wrap sandwiches as well as sandwiches on fresh-baked bread. Now, here's the deal, Shane. A Spanish-language phrase will come down the phone line to you, and then you'll have to translate it using three English choices. Can you do it? Yes, sir. All right, Shane, here comes your Spanish phrase. Pablo entra en un bar, el teléfono suena y él dice, maldita sea, olvidé alimentar al perro. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. Let me give it to you one more time, just to be sure. Pablo entra en un bar, el teléfono suena y él dice, maldita sea, olvidé alimentar al perro. All right, does that phrase translate into, I tried to explain to my three-year-old nephew that it's perfectly normal to accidentally poop your pants, but he's still making fun of me. <laughs> B, it was only when I tried skydiving that I found out that adrenaline is brown. Or C, Pavlov walks into a bar, the phone rings, and he says, damn, I forgot to feed the dog. Which uh, one is I'd it? Like to say, I'd like to say A. 
Um, but I'm going to have to go with C. Yes. C is the right answer. Well done. I believe you've probably lived the A experience on several occasions. Oh, more than several, my friend. Yep. Sounds like the voice of experience right there. Congratulations. You've won in Time Out for Spanish. All right. Thank you, guys. Time Out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. Yesterday on the Mark and the Interpol show, we, we I think we talked about it the day before, too. It's a funny story where you were helping. Paul was helping out a, a friend of his, and she had had a 55 Chevy pickup truck restored. Yep. yep. Except the, the gear shift wasn't quite as restored as well as it should have been, right? Yeah, I was basically driving down Southern in Mesa near an intersection. And as I was downshifting the truck, the, uh, the gear shift lever came up in my hand. It was like... <laughs> It like detached. I, I was like Gandalf holding up my staff and pointing it to the heavens going, none you shall pass. You shall not pass. Yeah, it was bad. But everybody did wind bad. up passing you once they stopped beeping and so forth. Yeah. In that situation, even though it wasn't your fault, in other drivers' minds, you were the cause of yep. the problem. You yeah, were the traffic jam starter. I was that guy. And, it, and like, look, it's not something you should feel guilty about, but... Uh, not easy to, to deal with when you're standing there in the middle of an intersection and there are literally hundreds of cars passing you in all directions, giving you the, bing, the finger and well, yelling be, at you out the window. It's and, not only unpleasant, it could be dangerous. Yeah, I could have yeah. died. I don't know about that, yeah. but... <laughs> not, not from the people in the intersection, but from the fact that I couldn't drive a car without a gear shift. <laughs> dangerous so, what it was. You know, so when you are the cause of the big tie-up... It's not so much fun. No. Yes, I do. Hi, good morning. First of all, I'm a Gen Xer. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. um, This was years ago. I had a Mini Cooper, and it was a standard uh, sport. So I was driving down the 101 in rush hour traffic southbound, which means it really wasn't stop and go. You actually are moving in that direction. And my car just started slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. And I'm in the middle lane. I'm in a Mini, which is very small and kind of terrifying anyways. All of a sudden, my car came to a complete stop, and I was downshifting. I was doing everything I could do to try to at least get over or do it. It just stopped right there, and um, I was watching traffic come up behind me, terrified, and I was on the phone with 911 wondering, what do I do? And she said, don't get out of your car. I'm like, okay, but I'm in a Mini Cooper. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So eventually, she called out the DPS's assistant truck, and he came out. He stopped all the traps behind me, so I know on the radio report, I was that guy, <laughs> but I was a sitting duck. Yeah, I'll bet you were. Yeah, and, and, I, and a Mini Cooper, to, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I'd be tempted to get out, you know, shoulder or, you know, get to the middle, straddle the concrete divider, possibly. Yeah, you know, there was there was a time when I wouldn't mind being stranded on the middle of nowhere with Winnie Cooper. <laughs> God. What? <laughs> right back to it here we've got stories coming in about when you are the cause of the traffic jam okay then what do you got your fault or not not my fault you're the car not me you're the person not me not talking about you i'm talking in general i'm talking my fault the collective you okay when you are the person causing the traffic jam well yes uh my wife and i were hauling our 42 foot horse trailer with three horses in it oh you big time us (laughs) (laughs) yeah what are you big time us (laughs) 
Uh, no, no. We just like our horses, and, and we we're just hauling them back back to our ranch. All good. Right in our own business. Ranch? What are you, big time in us? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we were driving in my, my 2012 Dodge 3500 Ram Diesel decided to go through a regen cycle. And we got, it, it just quit. It just quit right in the middle of the intersection of uh, Warner and McClintock. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So there's Not a, at all a busy intersection. No, no, no. There's no, only no, commerce no. on each corner there. You literally got a three-horse worth trailer stuck in the middle of the intersection. Right. 42 foot long. All right. We so get we'll, it. Size matters. We'll, we'll ask the main questions. <laughs> Were the horses okay? Well, yes, because we had the, 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 the Tempe police came, and they were able to halt the traffic so we could get the horses out of the trailer because it was in the middle of August. <laughs> you had to clip-clop the horses across the intersection to a shady spot. Exactly. But then after about 45 minutes to an hour, our truck decided to start again. <laughs> so we had to load the horses back in and get on our way. <laughs> Just quickly, a regen cycle is for people that are... Uh... That uh, that drive diesel diesel vehicles. Okay. It basically, it's a resetting of the of the uh, the uh, emissions in the truck, and it happens basically. You 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 lose power. Okay, you can't like that's a, what I, happened I mean, to I mean, him. A, a diesel truck is about pulling. It's about power. You know, low yep. low low speed power, and uh, when you go through that thing, that's that's not good for your truck. I mean, it's good for the truck. It's not good if you're towing something. Valerie emailed us. She once got stuck. Her five speed broke down while she was at Sky Harbor in one of those, and I don't know if they still have them because they've redone the terminals. Those circular ramp things where each time you complete a circle you're at a different level of yeah, the parking garage. Looks like rotini pasta. Yes. Yeah. So she got stuck on one of those. Uh, yeah. Crazy stuff. You know what? There are people who are more stupid than we are. And that's why we present the Mark and Andrew Paul Dumbass of the Day. Yeah, and uh, now tomorrow's Dumbass, it may be a local one. It may be a story of doing a DUI in the absolute wrongest spot you can do it in. Is wrongest a word? It is now. Okay, then. So look for this story on the Mark and Andrew Paul Facebook page. And we are sponsored by Arrowhead Harley-Davidson at arrowheadharley.com. 34-year-old Nicholas Glasgow. Ooh, Glasgow from Iowa City, Iowa, loves going to the movies. He's a regular every Tuesday night at the Multiplex in Iowa City, Iowa. Okay. So back in September, Nicholas sat by himself and waited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to start. He's nominated for one of the best pictures this A whole year. bunch of Academy Awards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas noticed another theater goer using his phone. Before the movie started. His and, phone or his own phone? Yeah, the guy was using his own phone. Okay, sure. And as we know, as Nicholas knows, we are supposed to turn off our phones in the movie theater. Sure. Right? Nicholas told theater employees, take care of the problem or I'll take care of it myself. That's a threat is what it sounds like. Kind of. Yeah. Now, whether or not theater personnel spoke to the guy who was using his phone, I don't know. But as the movie ended, Nicholas was seething, absolutely furious that this had gone on, even for a little bit during the theater. And it was a movie. long movie, so he had plenty of time to calm down. Yeah, it's like a two and a half, almost yeah. three hour movie. Yeah. 
uh, Nicholas got up, went over to the still-seated phone user who was seated with a friend, and Nicholas demanded he apologize for ruining the movie-going experience. Oh, my God. Before the guy could say anything, Nicholas started raining rights and lefts down on the guy. Well, that seems wrong. Knocking him to the floor. He a little followed bit extreme. Up, followed up with a couple of kicks. Whoa. He's wailing away on the guy. By the time the cops got there, Nicholas had cut the guy, broken his glasses, made a mess of him. Why is Nicholas so angry? I, I'm not sure exactly. He was he, Now, he was only arrested last week. This happened back in September. So for whatever reason, things were delayed. But he's already been released and he'll face charges. But he, he did take it all in stride oh. with great he- calmness because Nicholas is a, a well-balanced, in-tune-with-the-universe yoga instructor. Well, of course, yes. At a Pilates studio. Beautiful. So he was, he was probably he probably rained down a downward drop kip every once in a while. Or... He was like, you downward dog. Yeah. Uh, no, he was in warrior pose, I suppose. Sure. Warrior one, two, and three. I don't know what that means. What would this guy be like without yoga? Yeah, exactly. He's got that calming influence that's able to help him remain balanced and level-headed throughout his life. Yes, Nicholas Glasgow. Namaste, Nicholas. Namaste. From Iowa City. There's your dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. (laughs) So, I think we can all agree it can be a somewhat thankless task to be working fast food and to be the manager of a fast food restaurant can be be pretty... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're constantly having to find new employees because people quit all the time. Sometimes they don't even tell you. Sometimes you hire them, and they don't even show up for their first day. So a fast food manager can be a a thankless task. Why do you mention it? Taco Bell made news this week by saying that they're going to start paying their managers in New York City, in Manhattan specifically, $100,000. To manage a Taco Bell. To manage a Taco Bell. But you got to live in Manhattan. you got to live in Manhattan. Okay. And there's the rub right there because, you know, like... It doesn't cost the same to live everywhere. You know, if you make, say, $50,000 in Phoenix, use one of those calculators. If you want to move to Chicago and live the exact way, you have to make 61000 I was offered a, a, a job in Los Angeles uh, to run a radio station in Los Angeles. I'm not trying to big time. I'm just, I mean, it's a, the job offer. And the salary was like, I don't know, like 18% more than I was making here in Phoenix. And I was, and and the cost of living was three hundred percent more in that area. Like for a house that you rent here in Phoenix for fourteen hundred dollars in Culver City, California, would cost you almost four thousand dollars well, like to rent a house in in San Diego. And that's housing, mm, yeah. And that's that's and that's, 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 that's just part, part of the of whole mix. Yeah. Like in San Diego, if you, if you were making fifty k in Phoenix to move to San Diego, you'd have to get like seventy five grand salary to live the yeah. same way. Okay, but you'd probably live. In a, in a much smaller house, because the right. housing there is the key. Right. Other yeah. things might be similar. Yeah, at the time I was married, so I couldn't change my standard of living. I had to have the, you know room for the wife and the dogs and all that stuff that come with it. Then you got to start talking about uh, electricity and heating and, yeah. and, and your car insurance and cost of gasoline. And it just didn't make any sense to do that. So let's pick up with somebody and, and see if they would do the 100000 Like, if they could live... In New York and make 100000 Are they doing better now here? I'm willing to bet, and this is going to sound weird because I know it, it seems like $100,000 is a ton of money. I'm willing to bet that $100,000 isn't anywhere near as much money as we think it is. Well, okay. If you don't mind us asking, how, how much do you make? Wow. Uh, 52000 52000 Okay. Right. Do you think your standard of living 
would be higher in New York City making $100,000 than your standard of living is now? Yeah, I think it'd be higher. You think your standard of living would be higher in New York if you made $100,000 versus $52,000 in Phoenix? Yeah, this is in Manhattan in New York. Oh, probably not. Better answer. Just wanted to make sure you understood the question because it can be confusing. Yeah, Yeah, you actually have a better standard of living in Phoenix, Arizona, making fifty-two grand than somebody in Manhattan in New York City has making a hundred grand a year. Yeah, it's not enough money. When you think about a city like New York or San Francisco or Chicago, the idea that making a six-figure salary seems impressive really isn't so. (laughs) Right, exactly. And again, tell us to get lost if we're if we're prying too much. What do you do? Uh, I'm a fraud agent. So how do we know you're not lying about your salary? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to hire her. <laughs> so there you go. She's making 52k, right? And her standard of living would be higher here in Phoenix, Arizona. If you were in Manhattan making $100,000, that would be like making, take a guess, here in Phoenix. Uh, $140,000? No, no, no. If you made $39,000 here in Phoenix, that would be living the same way as making $100,000 in Manhattan. So you're saying $100,000 is essentially a $40,000 a year job in Manhattan? In Manhattan compared to here. Kind of amazing, isn't it? Wow. So, so the question I ask is, how much do they pay Taco Bell managers here in the Valley? Because if it's a $40,000 job here in the Valley, it's a $100,000 a year job. You can just tell people that when you exactly. meet a, if you meet a girl, you know, maybe you're at Barrett-Jackson, you can tell, you know, <laughs> what, what brings you here? I'm a manager of a large nationwide chain. Oh, how much do you make? $100,000 in New York. What? Yep. What? What did you say? But, no, I, but I have a place here. Yeah, but I have a place here. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Tomorrow morning at this time, we'll be enjoying Friday and also doing ZNN, the Zeppelin News Network, giving you the week's events. But, you know, yesterday at this time, because of Paul's gear shift mishap. Yes, that's what we're calling it now. Yes. Through no fault of your own. We were talking about those times where even if it was your fault or wasn't your fault, the times where you may have caused a massive traffic tie up. You were patient zero in a massive traffic tie-up. And we got some great stories. Um, I was. My husband and I had taken our granddaughter to Disneyland. She was probably about three or four. We're on our way home. I'm in the carpool lane going about six lanes of traffic. We hit um, an alligator, well, you know, a tire, a piece of tire, and it took out my fuel line. And we died right there in the middle of the carpool line in traffic in L.A., like I said, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I called 911, and they told me it was not an emergency, and I had to yell at them, we are going to get killed out here because people are going to rear-end us. So they had to come, and they got a bunch of cops, and they stopped all the traffic, all six lanes, and they pushed us across to the other side of the freeway so we could, you know, get off the freeway. So they only had to stop six lanes of traffic for you, huh? Only six lanes of traffic about 3 o'clock in the afternoon in L.A. Oh, brother. That's a traffic tie-up. Yeah, that sounds, seems like a headache and a half. Earlier this morning, we heard from Whitney, uh, who told us about, you know, in being in a Mini Cooper and being stopped in a dead stop in the middle of 101, how terrifying that was. Yeah, it can't be fun. Check this one out. 
Just got emailed to us. I was in California helping a girl move. I had just gotten back in touch with her, had a massive crush on her. She was ahead of me in her car, and I was driving my truck. Her filing cabinet flew out of my truck onto the 15 freeway in Temecula. It was made of cheap wood and exploded all over the freeway with papers going everywhere. And underwear. (laughs) That's a filing cabinet. You don't file your underwear? Uh, No, I do not. Okay, then. California Highway Patrol came out to halt traffic so I could recover as many documents as I could. She turned around and came back to walk up and down the shoulder with me, trying to recover what we could. Let's just say the relationship went downhill from there. Ah, uh, didn't work out for you. Big news. In the last 24 hours, no Major League Baseball managers have been fired. Oh, well, that's fantastic. That's huge news. Yeah, that's good. That's that's great. <laughs> Especially after the first few days of this week. I'm really uh, watching with great interest on this Major League Baseball cheating scandal. If you didn't, if you didn't see it, the Houston Astros had a... Uh, a system where they would know what pitches were coming from the other team during the 2017 World Series, which they won. Now, the owner then, after his manager and his general manager were suspended, he fired them. Right. And yet he says, well, the World Series title isn't tainted. No. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> and it, it has to be tainted. Of course it is. If you've fired guys for doing wrong and cheating during the World Series that you won. So it is kind of tainted. But uh, those guys got fired. And then the, well, they uh, should have been. And then the guy who was the bench coach on the team, he was the manager of the Red Sox. Now this was two years ago. He just got fired. And another guy is the manager of the Mets. He was one of the big players and ringleaders on the team a couple of years ago. Everybody's calling for him to be fired now. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think that all of this is referred to as pulling a Belichick, right? That's when you st- when you steal information from another team and then use it for your benefit. That's what they were it's trying to do. Pulling a Belichick. Yeah, yeah, they were they were stealing the signs. You know, if you're a baseball fan, you know what that means. The catcher flashes his fingers, requesting certain pitchers from the pitch for this particular batter. Yeah, you might not even know that, but if you've ever watched baseball, you know that you can see the camera. It's over the pitcher's shoulder, and you see the catcher. He'll occasionally see his fingers sort of dangling between his thighs. Yeah, he's not t- talking about his junk. He's he's literally. Telling you that he's by numbers, like a number system, what pitch he wants. Exactly. Yeah. So they were stealing those signs which on is, the monitor, and then and then doing an audio signal, which was no sound for a fastball, and then they bang on the bottom of a garbage pail. Mm-hmm. Very primitive. If it was a breaking ball. Yeah, it's an elaborate yet primitive scheme Absolutely. to try and steal signs. So you know, a little cheating in baseball. Now you know, and I think it was Phil Filippiano from the Raiders who once said, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." Yeah. So good for you. That's uh, some interesting wisdom right there. You know. Guys, I say take whatever advantage you can take to win, especially if it's an individual sport. It's you against the world, man. Okay. Oh, okay. Who's calling? Oh, this is Lance Armstrong. Have a great day. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, that's great. We've gotten calls from Bill Belichick this week. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Now Lance Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What's the common thread? Carl Lewis. Flojo. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 